0: welcome to the more than roommates podcast i'm dan here with my roommate Graham. um how's it going i was gonna change up the question but it, we'll see. Oh, oh no the star of the we show lost her.
1: no well now i'm just sad i don't know i, I was, was feeling fine before
0: i know it was my, perfect we set this up just for her and
1: she she saw something outside she on uh Patrol, Excellent. I guess, right now. If
0: you're <laughs> just listening to the podcast, we had Pepper in between us on the couch, and she just got up to look out the door and patrol. To yeah. Make sure there's no one having the audacity to deliver a package or anything. Or
1: something, yeah. She she hit the F E button, for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, it's Monday. We made it through the first day <sighs> of the week. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm glad I finished a project. Yeah. So... It was, like, actually a productive Monday, surprisingly. Good. But, hmm. I, yeah. could have been worse. If, I don't know. I thought after... Oh, Ooh. my God. Okay, maybe we're going to have to shut the door. <laughs> okay. Take three. Take three. We've had a lot of interruptions. We started yeah. it
0: again, and then Pepper saw another dog two dogs
1: roaming through the yard i think uh they were just loose and scared a couple of gals trying to walk by that's
0: what we get for trying to have the door open and enjoy the
1: trying to get that natural light you know yeah what are you gonna do so
0: we had a three-day weekend um you did a project on the tub yeah so
1: i was yeah i was starting to say the caulking was a little like i don't think i had done it since I probably moved in here about seven years ago. So it was just getting like mold spots on it and like CLR and all that wouldn't really clean it up. So I was like, okay, this is gross. Like we're scraping that off and we're starting over. And then for whatever reason, I picked white and I really don't like the color. So I I might end up redoing it. It looks, it looks all right. Could be worse.
0: So it got me thinking though. So you bought this house. This is your first house. This is your first time living on your own too Mm -hmm. and we've done a couple projects together but what's it like you know when you got this house what was going through your head you know like oh my gosh this is a lot of responsibility all at once
1: absolutely i was scared a little bit i mean i was excited to have my own independence and to know that you know the money i'm putting into the place you know hoping that it wasn't going down the drain you know like rent but i had to spend a lot of money here so I guess the only good thing we've got the market moving, you know, in the right direction for us. So, but yeah, I don't know. I was a little worried, you know, like the mowing and you know, trying to be responsible for everything. You know, anything breaks, you have to fix it. Like as I learned. But yeah, I think um, the the biggest thing for me was probably my salary at the time. My mom, you know, she wanted me to get into a house that was you know not big but a little bit bigger than i was looking at like this was honestly at the time like pretty much beyond my budget you know i would say i mean i could swing it but you wouldn't but, be it.
0: yeah you'd uh, be stretching it thin yeah
1: it was just like okay you know i can afford it an entire paycheck is you know going to the mortgage you know at that time or whatever too so it was kind of uh just a little bit nerve-wracking i think like thinking okay well what happens when something goes wrong you know like yeah am i gonna be able to afford it am i gonna be like hey mom remember <laughs> how you wanted me to spend 40 extra grand <laughs> yeah but we also were not finding like really i think i was looking in like the 80 to 90k price range at first and um it was just kind of i don't know it was either they were very outdated and or they were like completely flipped, but they didn't have a basement, you know. Yeah. And then it was like way more per square foot, you know. So yeah, I I looked at this one house that uh, was completely redone, and um it I don't know. It just my mom talked me out of it. She was like, "Dude, you do not want to pay like a hundred and fifty dollars a square foot," you know. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And
0: I will say it's worked out. We got. You know, now that I'm in the picture, I've got my space. And yeah. It's good. Um, and then but had, doing those... Yeah. Oh, sorry.
1: I was just going to say, yeah, what really alleviated a lot of the pressure was when I changed, you know, jobs. And I took a title cut, but it was like I doubled my salary, essentially. Awesome. So it, the strain went down. And then when you came along, it really went down. Mm, so. <laughs> that
0: co-living, yeah. that really is a game changer. It's a... Yeah, And I'll say like, so one of our first projects that we did that I was like, it was an easy starter for, Yeah, it was um, changing out the garbage disposal, which I
1: was... Actually, we did one before that. Which one? Do you remember when we sanded down all the shelves and stained like... Yeah, that was, I think that was very... Coat and all that.
0: Yeah, we had a a coat closet and Mm -hmm. we sanded it down and stained it. That was cosmetic. I had done that before. Garbage disposal, never done. Had yeah. no experience. And that one ended up being a lot easier. Yeah. We also changed the Google, we changed to a Google thermostat, yeah. which I also thought was going to be a lot more difficult than it ended up being. So, yeah, that, um, it
1: was like a little dicey though. Like yeah. Nest, like, I mean, we did it. We wired it properly and everything too, but Nest like sent a message and it wanted us to confirm some kind of information that, I didn't really know. I'm not an HVAC guy. So, yeah. of course, you know, we had to call, you know, the company to come double check it. And I paid for a service call for them to just say, oh, yeah, like everything looks great. You know, we went and tested your heat pump and all that. And it's fine. You know, great job. Ha, ha.
0: That'll be $150, you know. Yeah.
1: But yeah. So.
0: Yeah. So what I'm trying to get at is it's been intimidating doing all of these things, but. Once I get it going, I have been surprised with how easy it has been. You know, all these projects seem very intimidating, but, you know, you've got YouTube, you've mm-hmm. got some experience that I don't. And so we just have been able to get through it. So it's been, yeah. been cool kind of conquering and learning new skills because, you know, you always are like, hey, dad, like, yeah. how do I fix this? And so it's been nice to kind of trying to be a little more independent and doing yeah. all that stuff.
1: And my stepdad helped a lot too. like, we changed out like all the fans and stuff, except that I installed the last one on my own. Yeah. I don't know. Do you remember that? that oh was yeah. Pretty early on in our relationship. I think I did that and swapped out like all the door handles and stuff for all the interior doors. But we uh, when I was back there cussing up a storm in my office about the fan where did you have any like reservations of
0: oh god it's going to be like working on projects <laughs> um i will say you know i did have some reservations but um i've been surprised like knowing that you are able to keep your cool and these like a lot of times i thought you would have blown up you haven't so yeah. i've been pleasantly surprised but yeah it's just, i also knew that the fan was going to be difficult in the first place because you're working was... with it above your head
1: yes your shoulders are tired I had to buy like a little ceiling medallion because the old fan, like they had kind of beat up, you know, some of the ceiling, you know, underneath the old fan. So I had to hide that. And then you're trying to cram like a, a modern fan, you know, up in there and the modern fan all have like the little remote things. So trying to like fit that through the ceiling medallion and all that was just kind of a pain. And like, I think every time I would almost get it into place it just, I couldn't get the actual, like, the fan, I don't know, like, casing to fit. Or whatever. Oh, yeah. Was just, those, like, minor annoyances where it was so close, but it took so much finagling, you know, to get it to
0: work. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, it can be fun. It can be infuriating. But I think, you know, when you're done, you're like, hey, I can actually do this stuff. You know, it's not
0: that bad. Yeah. But. And so going on a little subject change but the main thing i wanted to talk about today is um do you think it's necessary to come out at work
1: Ooh, you know i think that very much depends on the culture of the place you work at um if you feel comfortable then i say yeah you know it's cool to bring your authentic self in everything you do um it's you know so maybe not everyone's Business per se. But uh, and so
0: when I first thought about that question, at first it was like, yeah, no, you don't need to, like, it's no one's business. Um, but then I thought about it and I do see some reasons to do it. You know, I yeah. have come out at the last two places that I've worked at. Um, and but that was also something that I was considering during the interview process. Do you think you should come out?
1: Ooh, during the interview process, I think in the interview process, you should flip the script on the interviewer and just kind of ask, you know, like what de initiatives do they have? In, and what does that mean? Like diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay. Like you want to get a feel for, okay, well, this, you know, employer support me because in this day and age, like it's not worth your time. You know, working somewhere where they're not going to respect you, you know what I mean? And if you can't get a, you know, general vibe from the interview, I'd be a little leery to work anywhere that doesn't support me at this point. Because I feel like, you know, some of my former employers, are maybe a little more on like the... I don't know. You want to say like good old boys club, like yeah. You could come out. You could be yourself. You know, but is it gonna? Get it's kind of like, hmm, you know, you it, yeah. Sure, they may not like say anything negative to your face, but it just kind of felt like okay, you know, this holds me back, right? Um, because you, I mean it doesn't doesn't matter that it's 2023 you just you really never know yeah unless you know
0: where you're at supports you
1: for sure and
0: so i was toying with the idea of during the interview but then i was like oh well what if that prevents me from getting the job is by me coming out right but then i thought about it and i'm like do i really want that job then exactly and you know you ultimately do plan to to come out with your coworkers. I mean, you could go in with the thought that it's none of their business. They'll never find out. But I am an open book kind of guy, hence having a podcast where we're talking about these things. (laughs) But I did keep it a secret um, for a while at work. It's not like, my thing was, it never came up. No one asked if I was in a relationship. So I wasn't like, hey, I'm Dan, I'm gay. This is my partner. And so it kept coming up that my boss would ask, my coworker about their family. And he kept asking me about pepper because he knew that I had a dog. And so I think one day I was like, I, I, I was telling a story of what I did this weekend. I'm like, Oh yeah, my partner and I blah, blah, blah. And that kind of made him go, Oh, and then he started asking about you and it's been mm-hmm. totally fine ever since. And I think it adds something to our team to having that diversity you know we have a very diverse team and I don't know I just think it worked out for the best but at first I was very nervous to come out because yeah it, I mean, was um my bosses were very religious and you just never know you and never, never know, know. It's, it's sad, sad to, to say
1: but it's true yeah. I mean some people clearly interpret their religion in different ways mm-hmm. whether they're you know a bad person or not i can't really speak on that it's just a viewpoint to some extent for certain
0: people yeah and it's just like you don't want that to you know impact your work career yeah yeah you
1: You don't want to be stuck in the same position and or whatever treated like 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 garbage you know know? because there's that can happen
0: happen too too. yeah so yeah, I've kind of felt the waters, or you know, figured yeah. it out, and kind of was like, okay, I feel comfortable, and it's been great ever since. Um, I think even at my last job, that was where I made more of a spectacle because when I started that job, um, I wasn't out, and I had even gone to school with a lot of the same people I was working with. So a lot of these people that were my coworkers, I had known for five years. So and that one I did have to like, or I didn't have to, but I chose to text everyone in a group chat that I had met someone and all that. And that was awesome. I never brought it up with my boss. And yeah. so um, this one, I feel like I am a, my authentic self and I think it makes me happier in my workplace. But also I would say if you are really in a financial situation where you need the job and maybe it isn't the best, you yeah. know, like I had the luxury, like, okay, if, they didn't handle that news well, then I could go look for someplace else. But
1: I think, um, and from, from my perspective, perspective too, it makes a difference, you know, depending on kind of like where you're at, like if, if you're in a, relationship, a committed relationship, committed relationship or not too, because if you're like, I don't know, I don't want to say like, don't come out if you're not in a relationship, but maybe there's more of a reason, you know, like to kind of forge relationships, you know, it, to some extent you know you talk to your coworkers about your daily life and you know eventually you know the partner thing will come up yeah because we are doing everything but um i would say with my job before i hadn't you know officially come out to my family or anything and um sure like i you know my friends and you know people knew i guess you know to some extent but um i also you know kind of uh stuck with you know the the bi bi thing thing at the time too too. and i was just you know would would mostly date women and then you know if i like wanted to you know try to date date men it was a little more more secretive secretive at the time i guess too you know so i didn't really i kind of played it up maybe a little bit with the last job like oh yeah i'm gonna try to date so and so you know what i mean the chick Mm -hmm. or whatever but
0: yeah Yeah, Yeah. it's just um, an interesting thought about, you know, workplace culture. And and I also view it as the point that I do want, not that I'm like a role model or anything, but if there is someone that is nervous too, at least they could be like, okay, well, Dan came out and he still has a job. So especially where I work with a lot of younger people, I want them to be able to see someone that I didn't see when I grew up. Exactly. You know, there I was trying to think and I really didn't have a lot of just gay people that were at least out and someone that I could talk to. So, yeah, I want to make sure that I've made it a a point to bring it up, you know, that it's fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's probably way more common than Mm -hmm. you think. Oh, for sure. People, there's culture, you know, decades where, you know, the majority wanted, you know, gay and by or you know anyone lgbtq i plus who hide you know they and the ones that were like obviously out they were a target you know they were made fun of or the butt of the joke you know and it is nice to see that culture shift and i think the more people you know that are open to come out it will to some extent you know not that it's not normal but it will normalize it in society mm-hmm. and culture you know yeah so they're um one of uh so we have you know a lot of like resource groups you know where i currently work and it's fantastic but um you know during pride month you know we have speakers come in and i think uh it uh thomas Beatty yeah, is his name he um was like a professional you know sportsman i i think he was a soccer player i don't know i don't really watch soccer yeah. i could be wrong maybe it was rugby or something else but um very cool to like start seeing like athletes come out too yeah i uh you know you get to hear like diverse you know perspectives like he talked about you know like what that was like as an athlete you know because you've got like the locker room talk you know all
0: that stuff too so do you recall like your first celebrity that you were like surprised to find out that they were gay or surprised that they came out or like your first impactful person that was oh yeah
1: colton haynes is
0: that the bachelor uh
1: no so he was like an abercrombie model i think Uh, first and then he was uh he's been in a lot of tv shows and movies i think he was on uh like the not the green lantern some of the cw shows uh i can't remember it's been a long time but he's cool. been in a lot of he was in an american horror story but uh, he like pretty much like came out and then turned into like a gay icon like overnight wow. like it, his posts are amazing on Interesting. instagram and stuff too like, to he's very very out very proud and he talks about you know his experiences too you know like the 2000s were like a really gross time I think, oh i'm sure know, like
0: well you know, i was there but <laughs> yeah
1: yeah but i mean you even kind of got some of that with like in the news industry like mm-hmm. if i recall, like weren't you told that you needed to work on your voice mm-hmm. and like yeah, yeah i don't, that, don't know that, that was a, mine, but, yeah
0: that was something that was brought up at one of the places that i worked you know, that was something that was always an insecurity of mine was how high my voice was. And um, it came up that they wanted me to work with a voice coach about lowering my voice. So um, I practiced and, you know, I I think I have lowered. I think the biggest flex I was like, OK, I actually put in the work was my Siri didn't recognize my voice anymore. I had to totally, read yeah re-up it and like re-calibrate it again because i couldn't remember i would like yell at it all the time and it wouldn't work but
1: can can we also talk about how both of us somehow can set off each other's siri yeah Um, it's like we got the same
0: voice waves
1: like last night uh his phone was like going off and like the light it was no sound but the light was like lighting up the room and i just had my eyes closed and i kept seeing like lights i was like hey siri You know, (laughs) do do
0: not disturb. Turn on do not disturb. You just activated mine right now. Did I? Yeah. (laughs) That's Um, insane. So, yeah. So, I had some voice lessons. I will provide you some free voice lesson coaching right now. If you are out there and you want to lower lower your voice, Um, they said, like, the recommendation, just go in your car, blare some music, and just keep trying to sing it in a lower octave. Okay, shocker. Go figure that. But... They say, like, when you try to lower your voice, everyone thinks that you tilt your head down and you talk in a lower voice. But what (laughs) my voice coach said is you actually want to tilt your head up because when you tilt down, you're, like, constricting your vocal cords and pinching Hmm. them. Whereas if you're leaning up, it, like... Helps, I guess. I don't know. Interesting. So yeah, Yeah. he said I had a a husky voice where I've always thought of it as very scratchy. But he recommended before every broadcast that I drink a warm, not a hot drink um, because that would help keep my vocal cords from rubbing against each other. But yeah, that was kind of... It really messed with my ego when I realized that other people were commenting about my voice and stuff. So yeah. yeah, even in this day and age, you know, it's still... A thing. That's why in the Bros movie, when they mentioned it, they, like, specifically, there's this, like, he's like, I'm just doing this so that the reporter that, or the actor, I think he even said a reporter, the news reporter who said his voice is too high. And I was like, wow, that is exactly what I went through. It was something that I was always paranoid of. But I kept doing it, and I kept trying to figure it out, so.
1: Yeah, stuff like that comes up. Um, It's cruel, you
0: know, Mm but
1: people want to put other people in a box for whatever reason yeah and
0: i don't they might not have known that was such a big insecurity of mine when they brought that up Mm -hmm. so but But, yeah yeah. it still hurts just to know when it's something that you are already aware of and then it's also something that's not easily fixed as you know like i still remember after my first broadcast um you know all my family was like calling me and so happy and so excited but I had a family member call and they were like oh well your voice is so high like maybe you could work on that and I'm like well I'm waiting to go for second puberty but I was just like Like, what do you you want me to do I know it was so awkward and I was on such like a high and then they're like well your voice is kind of high I'm like well I don't know what to do, you know, like I'm trying. So, but it was something I was always aware of that I like really tried to like every time before I broadcast, I would like lower it and lower it. But it was was hard. I would try to balance the excitement because when you're doing a voiceover, you don't want to like, just sound like you're reading the news. You want to be, like, animated and get into it. But the more excited I would go, the higher my voice would go. So. And
1: that's probably natural, too. Yeah. You
0: know, I mean, that just happens with inflection, right? Mm-hmm, hmm
1: Yeah, it's wild. It's... I remember um, I can harken back to high school. So I went to, I think I have mentioned that I went to a Catholic, you know, private school. So it was kind of a, you know, not maybe the the best atmosphere yeah for people you know that aren't you know straight and Mm -hmm. whatnot (laughs) yeah and um i remember at the time there was pretty much only like one other kid that like kind of was like obviously you know like you know gay or whatever right Mm -hmm. and um i remember this one time this kid like, in my class came up to me, and he he was like, oh, has anyone ever told me or told you that you sound just, like, insert the other kid's oh, name no. and, or whatever? And I, like, and I've got my Invisalign in right now, too, so I feel like I keep feeling my tongue hit the Invisalign, and I feel like it's making me, like, slur a little bit. But I think I had braces at the time, too, and it was kind of a, the same thing. You know, they were like, you've got, like... I feel like people would call it like a gay lisp yeah you know? it was like a whole thing
0: and that was I guess, I, but... and as a kid when it's something you're so concerned about you cling on to every one of oh, those yeah. comments like okay mental I still note taken. it yeah like, exactly 16
1: or 15 whatever plus years later
0: you yep. know <laughs> that's yeah that's just be nice to people and yeah. just I've got faith in gen Z yeah I gen Z is kids, awesome like
1: for the most part. I feel like people are moving in the right direction. You yeah, know what I mean, like don't judge a book by its cover. Get to know the person, right. and then judge them. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. they're a jerk, <laughs> off their qualities. So yeah. To sum it all up, don't judge a book by its cover. Get Absolutely. to know people. Well, is there anything else you want to mention? It might be a little shorter of an episode. Hmm. kinda Yeah, of... I'm trying to think back to you know
1: your original question about coming out at work and yeah. I'm trying to think if I have any. Other... I don't think
0: there's any right or wrong answer it's kind of you have to assess the environment and assess what you're wanting to be perceived as or what you're ready to deal with and whatever you're comfortable with yeah for sure too yeah and that's kind of where i was like i had the support system that if it didn't go well it is what it is man yeah for sure gotta be
1: especially in the midwest man Mm -hmm. like i'm not saying it just localized in the midwest because it's Everywhere. Probably everywhere yeah but...
0: people like to think it's 2023 it's not an yeah. issue but there are little micro things that happen, oh, yeah. or big things you oh know? yeah exactly
1: unconscious unconscious bias who you know so um Before you came out, did you ever have people come up to you at work and be like, oh, so do you have a girlfriend? Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. And it's just like, people don't think about that. Yeah. You know, and how do you, you know, like, if you're not out too, how do you answer that? Right. kind of a rough, you know, thing Mm -hmm. too. So there's just a lot, you know, a lot of factors and people, I think, just like I'm doing right now, I'm just talking and not really thinking. Yeah. (laughs) But...
0: Yeah, Yeah, so I don't know if anyone was listening, if that was a little words of wisdom. But um, thank you guys for tuning in to episode six. Yeah. And up to episode 10. But um, again, like, subscribe, comment. Be yourself. Be yourself. (laughs) Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. We'll see you next time.